Welcome back to Through Our Lens. This is episode eight. I am Rebecca Burry, a digital teaching and learning coach in Iredell Statesville Schools. And now we can now introduce ourselves as doctoral candidates. Mm -hmm. So a doctoral candidate at Appalachian State. And I am with my partner in crime. I'm Kimberly Nava Eggett, and I'm a digital lead teacher in Asheville. And yes, we are doctoral candidates, and we are not by ourselves this evening. We have our first ever guest on our podcast. We have Dr. Juanes Ramirez, who is part of our dissertation committee, and we're so excited to have you with us today. Thank you so much. I'm honored for the invitation. Thank you. Well, um, I think we wanted to get started to talk a little bit about um, the why, the why people even choose to be on committees, why, how we pick members for committees, you know, folks that listen to this, or we hope are, are in this process or going to be in this process, or even just listening to what our process is. We have folks that are just, you know, listening in. And so I think uh, figuring out, we have said before how important it is to have committee members that we feel have got our back and we feel supported by. And I have to say that the first time um, that I got to interact with you was during our writing course with Dr. Osman, and you came in to show us what your dissertation process was like. And I remember reading your dissertation, you know, sobbing beginning because it was so touching and moving. And so for me, that was like my pull that I was like, ooh, this would be a nice person to have on our committee. Also with your critical race theory lens. And so, yeah, I'd love to, we would love to talk a little bit about your journey and what brought you to our committee. Sure, sure. Um, so. Thank you again, uh, Kimberly and Rebecca. I'm very proud of you guys. So I have to send you guys a shout out now and say that I have really enjoyed um, learning from you guys through this process um, and just being a partner really during this, this stages. Um, I think a dissertation takes partnership and takes um, commitment and it also takes a mutual interest. And so um, based on the conversations that we have had throughout uh, formally and informally, because a lot of times we didn't start just talking about this topic. We knew each other maybe uh, from our professional uh, jobs and, and just kind of learning about each other. But I think that it takes it takes that that relationship. And I think that's a key word, uh, relationship, because we're humans, we're based on relations. And so I think that we we innately want people to succeed, right? But we all see the world so different. So when you have people that you can align um, in certain ways, whether that is um, through the writing or whether that is through um, certain, something, uh, I don't know, something, then I think that it's a good match and a good fit. Um, I, I, I think for me, um, having the opportunity to work with a dissertation that was non-traditional actually was a highlight for me. Um, I saw my dissertation also as a non-traditional uh, way because what happened was I asked um, uh, families about education and this is the first time that they heard about um, a, an educator asking them about being participant in the creation of uh, information. And so you know, even though I didn't set out to do that, that's actually what happened. Like I thought I was confirming some things, but in reality, I was plowing the ground before I could plant the seeds. And I think that um, my whole dissertation has a connotation of uh, cultivating and just um, how we, we go from um, from the basic work that needs to happen in order to cultivate. So I think you guys are doing that. You guys are also plowing the ground in order for us to plant seeds and so that they can re-emerge uh, and, and occur and happen. So I'm, I'm just really excited to be um, in, in that 
in that together with you guys because we don't know what it's going to look like. We just know that it, it's going to be great, right? And so that's really a part of why attractive me to work with you guys. One is a relationship piece being, you know, Rebecca and Kimberly and what you stand for and what you do. But also I think you're out of the box thinking that's really, really appealing to me personally and professionally. And like Kimberly was saying, when we were able to kind of meet you, I think Kimberly had met you before, but um, it was my first time meeting you in Dr. Osmond's class and getting to hear, like we had been working on our heart work or, you know, what is our interest? What drives us? And I think, you know, when I was able to meet you and listen to the work that you did in your dissertation, I was like, he's leading with his passion and his heart work. And the more Kimberly and I talked about what we were interested in, and how it aligned we're so passionate about the same things we just look at it differently and we thought well why would we isolate that in two different things instead of the same thing of you know having a complete look at something but i was really drawn to how you led with your passion because that's to me that's where the major work happens it's where the change comes in because it's something you're passionate about. It's not just doing the work to do the work. It's doing the work because you know it's going to change um, or make a positive change. And um, Kimberly has started working on our forward for our dissertation, which sounds just so bizarre to say, like all these like steps we take, we're like, we're saying it, but um, yeah, it's the steps like we're getting there. but. Um, she put in our, our forward, you know, this is where, you know, in Juanez, where he mentioned all the people that helped him. And, you know, as you were talking, uh, you know, because you talk so passionately about the work that you did, it makes me tear up because you lead with that passion and you're, you have those relationships. And, and to me, that's the most important thing that I want our work to be is leading with our passion and the relationship Kimberly and I have and the things that we want to make changes in um, leading with that. Um, and we love to be different. I mean, you know, who doesn't want to be in it? Like when you're in the tech field, it's like, yes, let me try the new thing. Let me push all the buttons and see what happens. But, you know, we're so thankful that you decided to join this journey with us. Um, and part of it is creating your committee because you know, it's, it's not like you get to the end of your coursework and up pops your committee and says, here I am. You know, it's creating those relationships and, and research interest along the way. Um, and we feel like we have built a really great committee that has every angle that we can, we can depend on each committee member to have a different look at things, a different wealth of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think these rotations are highly personal. Like you're bringing forward your ideas, you're bringing forward something um, that either occurred to you or a gap that you saw somewhere or um, through your work or through your life. And, and I think that because it is so personal, it, you have to take care of it. And um, when I started my dissertation, I never thought I would be talking about my story and, and, and how I am part of the system, but I also have a, being a receiver of educational uh, opportunities or talking about very private stuff that really concerns me. But in order for me in my dissertation work to be authentic, I had to put myself there. And, and what happened, Kim and, and Rebecca, was so diff difficult and wonderful that I even write that it was a healing document to me. Like it healed me from, from different pieces that maybe I just didn't know how to tie it in together. Because when you spend so much time in a topic, simmering that information and seeing it through multiple lens uh, through different ideas, seeing it through 
you know, getting through committees um, and, and stuff like that, it becomes something else, right? And so for me, it allowed me the opportunity to, to kind of ground myself, say what I had to say, and then it provides some sort of outlet to let it go, let it heal, and then and, and then it, it, something else came out of it, new questions, new uh, things that I haven't thought about before, new opportunities, new challenges. And I think that that's, that's really the exciting part when you are doing this kind of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this week, Rebecca and I have been reflecting on the fact that we feel like we're doing the thing now. We're, we're finally getting to do the thing. And, um, you know, even though we've been doing the thing since 2018, you know, all of the work that we've done together and all the coursework and everything that has just got us to this point. But now it feels like this is the baby that we get to, to help go out into the world. And so, yeah, we are invested because it is our interest. It is our passion. It's what we've been like soaking with for several years. And yeah, it does feel like this week, you know, we started to, we're going to start doing interviews and um, asking people there because we had some folks follow up saying they would like to do interviews based on the um, perception survey we sent out. So we sent out a survey to teachers and administrators and um, support staff on what they think the role of an instructional technology facilitator is. So that's the technical term based on North Carolina, even though we might be known as something different in our district. Um, Just to get a gauge of what people think about what we do. And then now we get to interview folks that wanted to talk more about that, which is exciting. And now it's like, oh, wait, how do we get to like record that? And we're going to we're going to, you know, transcribe that and have actual data that we look at and that evaluate. And so it does feel exciting that we're in this part in this stage of our dissertation work. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty neat to kind of be in this little space. And the, the fun thing to tell you guys is that it doesn't get easier. <laughs> this is where the difficult uh, stuff begins because then you have, you know, then you have what actually people say. And so I don't know if you guys will have this kind of internal conversations, but you probably will because of knowing uh, you guys and also the lens in which you're looking at the, this information. But then you have to make really important decisions of what counts as data right. and, and, and what doesn't or what themes you want to talk about or not talk about themes. And, and that was a big one for me. Um, in fact, I ended up changing my whole uh, methodology methodology because of that like I didn't want to like just repeat what people were saying I wanted just to let whatever they saying you know show people that and and that's what I called in my research funds of knowledge Um, and then after they they said what they wanted to say then I contaminated that data by putting my own Mm. um, piece to it and and just kind of like thinking with that data. But I think that was a really fun part, but I was super stressed out because I really wanted to represent the families in a, in a way that it was appropriate. I didn't want to be part of um, part of the system in which we, we say on behalf of people what they say, but they really didn't say that. So I was very careful about that. Um, but hey, it's a good challenge for you guys just to, because, you know, that's gonna, um, that's where a lot of the things that you guys are working with and from it, it, you know, you're gonna have to make very important decisions about your, your participants and in that role that you play with those participants. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that piece. <laughs> I hope I'm not putting you guys making you nervous. No, if anything, it's really great to hear because we've never done a dissertation before. And I didn't know that that's what the prospectus was going to feel like this summer. You know, like now I was just telling my partner the other night night that I feel so confident in what I'm doing, or at least what I, you know, what the, what the tentative thing is that we're, you know, what the question is, what the problem is, how I'm going to go about it. 
but I had to go through that process of the prospectus because in the beginning of the summer, I didn't feel like that in that process. I didn't realize that's what the prospectus really is going to do. Uh, to me, it was like, oh, this is hoop. I'm going to jump and I'm going to write this, you know, 25, 30 page paper, and then I'm going to be doing the thing. But so I think hearing this is really good because we don't, we didn't really know what to expect. You know, we've never done it before. And so anything we can get from you is totally great. Absolutely. What I appreciate. Okay. Um, go ahead, uh, Rebecca. Well, it just made me think that yesterday, Kimberly, we looked back and it's like our recipe. It's like, what mm -hmm. was that? What was that ingredient again? Which is like our research question. Did we make sure we did all three? And so the work that we put into that is helping so much because now we're like how do we cook this thing in the oven let's get this thing out but but it, but we didn't realize the meat like the the weight that it would hold for us of setting us up giving us that outline so when we set up the the survey for the teachers and the admin we looked back and said what did we say we were going to do okay did we do it what did we say we were going to do so it's like keep pulling back from that so I have been so thankful, and I think I can speak for Kimberly too, that as a committee, you guys really honed in and really asked us some really good questions because each of our committee members came back with, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this angle? And it took, it, like, it went from 25 and it like morphed into, I think it's 40 if you count references, which you should always count references because those are pages, okay? Um, I think it's 40, maybe 41. But, um, but it became this document that is our recipe for the next things we're gonna do. And I secretly stalked when we sent out the survey when it became live, like, I'm like, we have one, we have two, we have three, and we've been counting it as it comes in because it's exciting because it's actually starting. I mean, it, it, it has started way back when, but you just feel like it's the beginning of the work that you'll present and do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I you you. That's funny that you mention it as a recipe. I usually refer to my perspectives as the blueprint or a, a map, or even if you're thinking about like construction, I think about the foundation. So it gave me all the pillars that I needed. It, it told me about some of the ingredients that I might use. Maybe I use concrete, and maybe I need to do this and that. But I think what happens next that's the exciting part because you have an idea of i mean you have to have an idea because you're 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 creating this this project i guess in a, in a way that that you want based on on certain criteria and then it's going to morph on its own and i think for me um as i started um reading the data and and just being with the data because a lot of times i just listen to the conversations over and over and over and over and, and I like just being with it um something else evolve in those moments you pay attention to those moments where there is hesitation where you are scared where it's uncomfortable I call it that uncomfortable feeling because there's something there that we have to talk about either you know, for me, um, I remember when I was visiting a family because I actually went and did uh, visits. Um, I remember uh, uh, this uneasy feeling dealing with one of the family male member. And, and, and I don't know, like at that moment, I didn't know why that was so, like I was, like I was sweating, I was scared. Um, and, and, and just with the male person of the family, then I realized that um, in my family, my mom has always been that caretaker, the person that works through um, all the educational endeavors. And that in my head or from my experiences, I haven't seen that many male models or raw models working through education. And so for me, that was a really important moment. Number one, recognizing that, like you said, my experiences do allow me to see the world in, in a way, right? And so because of that moment, I recognized that this was not normal. Something was happening, like physically happening to me. 
I wrote about it. <laughs> and maybe there needs to be more research about it. Um, but I, I wrote it as a point of, you know, maybe someone else needs to research uh, the role of males in higher education, specifically in Western North Carolina. Maybe there's people already doing that work. Great. That was not me because that's not kind of what I wanted to do. But at least I acknowledge that something happened there. And I think you're going to find those moments where something is just not quite all right, or maybe something is really smooth. And then that's when you have to like slow down, like let's look at it again and again and again. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think that's really great to hear and to hear your process. And that acknowledging that is is an okay thing to do. You know, I think sometimes we think that we have to stick to the script, the scripted rigidness of it. And um, I think we're okay with being out of the box. So that to hear that in your process is really good. And I think that's the scary part about dissertations that is that they put us, you know, in this technical stage where you're supposed to look a certain way you're supposed to write a certain way but yeah like we can talk definitely about and I think it's welcome to talk about our biases our experiences and I think you guys are going to and I think you guys already did that but your dissertation you talk about your um your work and like that process that led you to today kind of like why are we talking about this topic today like this is why it's important to me and I think that that's a really powerful thing when you can look at this from from different perspectives like because you know like we mentioned this is highly personal this is um it, it, it's personal but it's also professional and it's also all of these things and it's not you know it's like it's all of these things, but it's not all of those things. And so it kind of morphs and, and changes based on your experiences and, and through, I, and I love the, the title through our lens, because I think that that's what guides um, this work. It's each of you guys' experiences and lenses, and, and maybe also like lack of experiences in certain ways, because you're not, you know, like we're not all have the same upbringings and same you know values and the same things but we're able to kind of work together through a topic so I think that that's I love that the the title of your podcast is really um uh relevant to um to your work yeah thank what's, you what's really fun about Kimberly and I is we are so alike in so many ways but we find ways that we're different and unique and it it's funny because, um, you know, I don't want anybody to think like Kimberly and I are just like, oh, we're just working together. It's so easy, breezy, fun. Like we have a really good time, but we do the hard work and we, we have to really talk things out. There's a lot of planning that goes into working mm -hmm. together. Um, but it's fun sometimes when we find ways that we're different and we're like, oh, we're different. We didn't know that about each other. Cause that's, you know, that part's fun is because we do have different experiences. Yes, we are both women. Yes, we are both in the education technology field, but there's still differences about us. And we bring those different things to the table. And I think that's what kind of gives our dissertation flavor is it's the both of us. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's really cool when, you know, we're writing and you can hear, like, we have distinct voices, like, when we're reading it, I, well, obviously, I know when I read what I'm writing, because obviously, I know what I wrote, I should know what I wrote, but, um, <laughs> like, when we put it together, I'm like, look how it weaved together, and I get so excited, but we still have, you know, differences about us, so, you know, I don't want anybody thinking, like, Kimberly and I are exactly the same, we think the same, right. we, we, we are so much alike, but we still have things that make us different and unique and bring that uniqueness. Like you said, it's, it's our different lenses that we have and different experiences. And I remember that was a suggestion of yours on our committee when we were going through the prospectus was to make sure that we don't get lost in trying to meld into one thing, that there should be a section that is my voice getting to speak for my lens because my lens as uh, one of the only people that is Latina in the tech field in my district is 
different than Rebecca's. And I think that I, we don't want to lose sight of the fact, especially because this is seen as a co-dissertation. Like it doesn't mean that we lose each other's individuality as we are working in tandem. It helps that our personalities are very type A and organized. <laughs> I, you know, like I think it'd be really challenging to get to do this kind of work with someone who can't be, can't follow up on a structured timeline or pace that the other person might need or want. Um, so it does help that our personalities are similar in how we get work done. Um, but yeah, we're we're making sure that we don't get lost while we're doing this process. So I appreciated whenever you made sure to mention that this summer. Yeah, it takes a very um, a special group or special persons to be able to do this together. And I think you guys are, you know, it for, for uh, to lead us the way. And I think something is that is really powerful. You, I, I, I love what you said, and I'm gonna say it, you talk about weaving and how your two voices can be weaved together, but then that you also have your own thread, right? And your own thread has its own flavor. And, and, and I think that um, and own color and own views and things like that, that you still can have that cohesive voice as, um, and I, I talked in, in, a, in a way, you, you just reminded me of uh, how we can lift each other through our strengths. And how you 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 Rebecca are picking Kimberly and Kimberly you're picking Rebecca and you're pulling each other's strengths up, and that's that's the beautiful thing when we're doing um, asset base um, or we we're using um, we're going against deficit views is because we are able to lift each other up whether that is because of your culture and what you bring to the table or whether that is because of your experiences. And I think that you guys today and, and you know, through your work is a beautiful example of how we're able to lift each other's strengths. And, and I think that's a powerful thing. What about, you know, like in this case, in this podcast today, we're only talking about Kimberly and Rebecca and, and, and myself. But what about if we include the whole district in a conversation like this? Or what about if we include North Carolina in a conversation like this, where we as practitioners, as, as people lift each other up to we, we get the best out of each other? What would that look like? And I don't know if we do a great job doing this. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think we do. Uh, and I still think we, we have work to do. Um, when we start putting things that not necessarily match together and just kind of let it, let it see what happens out of that. So very good words. I'm writing it down. I'm making notes. I love it. And, you know, one burning question that I have is I, I have loved that we've been able to be a part of dissertations and listen to dissertations and if I remember correctly, I think there was food at your defense. <laughs> I think you brought food. And I think, cause I think it was one of the first ones I'm trying to remember back if I was able to listen in on, cause the first ones, um, when you defend, um, an app you know, before the pandemic and things happen, um, I think they were doing zoom where we could like listen in as, you know, fresh doc students. Right. Again, right, right. It was like our first semester in the doc program. I was scared like crazy. I was, I was definitely embracing the uncomfortable feeling. And they kept saying, if you're uncomfortable, you're growing. And I'm like, man, I am growing a thousand percent because I'm so uncomfortable. I'm saying these words like methodology. And I was like saying these theories. I had no idea what I was saying. I would text Kimberly. And I'm like, did you hear that word? I don't even know what I said, but I said it. Um, so I think what yours was one of the first ones that we were able to like listen to. I don't, I don't know That's if we had video, but the moment that you're finished defending and, you, and I'll try to say this without crying. I cried every one of them, even though I don't know people personally, when they introduce them as, you know, I'd now like to introduce you as Dr. Juanez Ramirez. I mean, that, that feeling 
is like, you know, the feeling that we're chasing because it's the end. But what does that feel like for the first time ever to kind of have the nod of your committee and kind of be embraced as you have done the thing, you have crossed the finish line. So I, my question is, what does that feeling feel like? <laughs> when you were just describing it, I, I still remember it um, very, very vividly because what happened, and this is how I, this is part of my philosophy in life too. So it's, it's and it carry to the dissertation, but I think about um, uh, when I thought about my um, defense, I thought about um, an experience. And so um, I talked, um, I thought about just, just letting my participants, um, people who were in the room, really experience, um, number one, we did a little uh, game where we um, demonstrated the number of Latinx and Hispanic students in, in higher education. So just starting with my research uh, problem, I through, through being standing up or sitting down, we, we show that um, in order to have a doctoral student, we needed a lot of people in that pipeline in order to, um, to obtain a doctoral student. So that, that was kind of part of it. The, the part of the food, um, it was just to make sure, one, it distracts everybody. <laughs> but I think that because I am celebrating culture, I am celebrating strengths, I thought it was very appropriate to bring food. And, and I think that those are personal choices that you have to make. Not everybody brings uh, so my mother was in my dissertation, my father, my partner, uh, people from other um, departments that have been cheering me. It, it felt like a celebration. And that, that's really what I have to tell you about that day. That day was a celebration of the, um, of all these pieces that came together and that I have the opportunity to present. The defense itself, um, think about it, that you, you're making choices throughout this project, right? You have to defend those choices. Why do you decide to select feminist theory or why you decided to do critical race theory? Why you decided to interview this person, not that person? Why did you um, selected 50 instead of 100? Like all of those are choices that you guys have to make. And so the beauty of this is that you have to defend your choices, whether your committee or not agrees with those choices sometimes. That, that's really your job. Your job is you have the benefit of, of you have the burden of proof. You have to prove that what you're doing and, 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 and all those um, um, decisions that you have a reason why you did that. That's all it is. Your committee, a lot of times my committee, like especially when I had to change my methodology, I went from testimonial to, uh, um, methodology to platica because I mentioned that I wanted my, my participants to be co-participants instead of just sharing something that they already said. Uh, I wanted to, for us to be teachers and learners together at the same space and time. And so that was a decision that I had to make. But because my committee knew that I read everything about testimony uh, methodology, I needed to defend why I selected to do that. And I think that that's, that's all it is. Your committee wants to, um, they, they want to know why, they want to know how you were like. They want to know your your thought process behind those those choices that you're making. And then at the moment when they call you by name and 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 reintroduce yourself, I mean, I can't even imagine. That was, I I think I was so nervous and and I was like, Are you sure? Uh, are you sure? And 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 I think that all those feelings come down. Um, Something that you don't, people don't realize is that um, 
in your defense, they're going to give you feedback. And so it's not done. Like people think once you defend, you're done. No, no, no. That's when they're giving you feedback. And so because you are so excited in the moment, I recorded everything. And so I have, I had my mom taking notes. My dad is taking notes. People, I mean, I have people in the background taking notes of what my committee is saying to me, because then that information has to be either, you know, uh, organized or fixed or whatever. And then the, the turnaround to the graduate school is very quick. Mm -hmm. So it has to be done like in a matter of, I don't know, like weeks. So that's where, that's what people don't realize that while you're excited and all of that, they're still giving you feedback. And like, for example, one of the things, the feedbacks um, in my dissertation that was really, really helpful is that I did implications for higher education, but I did not do implications for K-12. And my dissertation uh, committee believed that what I had to say to K-12 practitioners was also important. So they wanted me to put it in writing. And so those are kind of like some of the things that will come up. Um, but yeah, it's a very exciting moment and I cannot wait for you guys to be in that moment. And I will be celebrating with you guys along the way. I think that's our, I think that's the thing that we keep holding on to as we find, see that little light at the end of the tunnel, you know, yes. what that will be like. But that's really good advice about having folks take notes for us because that's you're right there's a big adrenaline I could only imagine if you know I could totally see us looking at each other and be like did you bring the sticky notes because I got my journal like go <laughs> because we are like type a plus plus um but you know it's one of those things where you know when I hear you talking about it I have battled with imposter syndrome which I think every doc student candidate whatever you call we all battle with it. And then for you to hear like them say it and then go, wait, are you sure? Like, did you, did you read mine? Like, did you read mine? And, you know, I think that's really important to know that it still pulls through. Like you still have that feeling, but then you just have to go, no, I did the hard work. And um, Kimberly's daughter says really like this really cool slogan of I can do hard things. Is that what it was? Yep, she is trained that when mommy says, I don't want to go do homework. She says, mommy, you can do hard things. She know. knows that's what she's supposed to say to me. Rebecca, this is a great example of how our brains are on the same page. I was just going to say the same thing about imposter syndrome. <laughs> and actually, you know, earlier I said the first time I interacted with Juanez was during the Dr. Osmond's class, but that's not right. I actually remember seeing your name as the highlight of like, these are the recent graduates. And I saw your name and was like, there's, there's, there's a Latina person that just got a doctorate. I need to go talk to this person. Like, I feel like I found the unicorn, you know? And so reaching, I, I remember I did send you a random Facebook message of like, Hey, can we just talk? <laughs> And that's such a good example of why representation matters in, in what you're talking about and what Rebecca and I are exploring about representation makes such a difference for people to see themselves as a oh, look, I can do that too. And yes, there are other people before us that have done work. And yes, we get to do the ground laying, you know, plowing the land and planting the seeds for the next folks that want to do the co-dissertation. Um, so it's really awesome to kind of see uh, that circle of life. It feels like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And we're hoping this podcast like helps out with yeah. the, the parts that you don't really know about. So, you know, about them, like the, when we started the summer and started, you know, our work, we couldn't tell you what we were doing. Like we knew we were doing it and we were going to do great at it, but we couldn't That's even it. like catch it in the air to tell you what it was. And then we were kind of like, it was kind of like an abstract painting where we kind of knew what we were going to paint with, but we had no idea. And then to get to where now it's like, if somebody asked me, like we had an elevator speech for a while, like we can give you a good three minutes. But now it's like, you want to sit down and talk with me because I can talk to you about our problem and I can talk to you about how we're going to do it. And how we, 
And it's, it's fun to like go through that. But I think, you know, our purpose with the podcast is, you know, one, to document later so we can listen back and go, wow, look at our journey. But um, <laughs> two is to provide that place where, you know, other, you know, people that are coming along behind us will know what steps it takes. Like, what is it like? Because I had a total misconception of a defense. I went all court style. Like I thought that you had a committee that was like your cheerleading committee. Like they're going to cheer you on and get you ready. And they're going to send you out into this auditorium. I know this is really weird, but send you out into this auditorium of other, you know, doctors that are now going to drill you for the next hour. Why it was an hour? I don't know, but they were just going to drill you about all the things that you made. And then you could go back to your huddle group, your committee group, and they could like coach you up. Like you were in a boxing match and then you could come back. And you could defend. I don't know why I thought it was that way. No one said it was that way. It was just in my head, a misconception of a defense. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, you're with your committee the whole time. And then you're defending with your committee. So they live with you, they work with you and they give you feedback. And I'm like, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. But I didn't know until I was able to listen and see it and you know, experience that. And yes, I do cry every time, even if I know the person, don't know the person, but when they announce them as doctor, I tear up. And sometimes I have been in class with my AirPod in listening and I'm like, hold on, you know, because it's that moment. But, um, but it's nice that we have this platform to be able to share, you know, it's okay. If you have no idea what you're talking about, you're going to get to it. And it's okay. If, you know, in your perspectives, like, we had to laugh because we thought we knew what our research question or problem statement was. And then we were mm -hmm. like, actually, that's not what it was. But, um, but I feel like documenting this, you know, yes, for us to be that time capsule of the work that we did, but also to be that, that plow that like, Hey, this is what it really is like, or this was our journey. So, mm -hmm. um, but just to provide that. And like you said, Kimberly, to be able to see like, someone that represents, feels like represents you and go, oh, I'm supposed to be here. Like, duh, mm -hmm. like we are not gonna let imposter syndrome get us today. You know, mm -hmm. it might come back tomorrow, but we'll just squash it back down. But it, it is uplifting to be able to say, oh, mm -hmm. I'm where I'm supposed to be in the time I'm supposed to be there. Can we, can we highlight that? Like representation creates credibility. Like you, by you, leading the way and showing that it's possible you're opening up the door for so many other people um and 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 i i want and i know your 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 work has that word that needs to be highlighted and we need to talk more about how representation it's so important it, it can be you know representation of race ethnicity women um, gender, like experiences, like representation in all different levels, because that really creates, um, like you said, like different ideas, different ways of resolving issues. And I think that one of the bigger issues is that we have not have the opportunity to do that. And now people are claiming their spot back. Mm -hmm. They're asking, we're tired of being abused. We're tired of always being uh, put down. Now we want to, um, now we want to be owners of our own destiny. Like um, I always love uh, Fair. Fair has a lot of um, important things, but one of the things that he inspired me uh, was that I cannot think for others. Mm -hmm. And I think that was really, really powerful and, and part of why I made some decisions that I made because. Um, that allow me to give people that platform. If I am in a privileged position right now, mm -hmm. I can have that platform to give those people, including myself, a voice, um, whatever that looks like. But it, it was because of that privilege, right, that I had, uh, I was able to do so. So um, I love that you mentioned representation. I think that that, that is a key ingredient, especially of kind of where we are now, but also uh, Rebecca and Kimberly, authenticity. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and I and I think that that's the issue sometimes when we feel um, that we um, that we're not that that imposter syndrome it's because we believe that we have to be someone else or that we have to act like someone else. And in reality, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, in reality, all the opportunities that I have been afforded has been because of the way that I am. Or maybe, cause I always felt like maybe my personality or this and that or that, I use that as a strength. And because of the way that I am, because of my experiences, I am able to go into different spaces and maybe, you know, um, and, and maybe breach some of those misunderstandings. And, and that's what I do on my job. Like my daily job is to work with students and really figure out how systems and processes affect them, but how do we culturally and linguistically support them and empower them to thrive. Like that is really what I do. And I think that that fits beautifully my whole life story because I came as an immigrant. I didn't speak the language. I had to go through all of these challenges to, to feel like I was an authentic Colombian, but also an authentic American and what that looks like and, and kind of how do I support students that are struggling that way? Well, you know what? I can be both. And I can proudly be both. And, and, and I think that that's the message that we bring to, that I bring to the spaces is that I can be, you know, I can be Juanes here, my house everywhere. And I am the same person. I don't have to pretend to be someone else in order to fit in. And, and I think that, that, that that's a really powerful thing in, in, in your dissertation um, or your your project, whatever you want to call it, it is all about that. It is all about you guys. It, it's all about your story. It's all about what you went through, your your experiences, your your day by day. Um, so I, I would say that people, if if we stop pretending to be someone else and we just try to be ourselves, I think we can be um, pretty. We can learn a lot of cool things, but. Um, I feel we always have that pressure to to be someone else, especially when you come from a marginalized community. community there's always this, um, and I talk about in my dissertation. Uh, there's this performance that we have to do in order to to uh, fit in into uh, different spaces, right? So, like thinking about students and and things like that, they have to sometimes perform to certain standards in order to fit in. So. Um, a lot of people don't think about that, but a lot of people of color, including myself, I'm not sure, Kimberly, if you had to do that, but we had to to perform and, and, and it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, it definitely is. Um, I benefit from being light skinned. I benefit from having an American father. I benefit from having a name that is Kimberly. <laughs> and so I did a really great job of blending in to assimilate instead of so it's taken me several years to get to where I am to feel comfortable in my skin and to assert that I could have a foot in both worlds and that is perfectly fine I don't have to be one or the other and I can honor my mother I can honor my father and I could I, I am who I am and so I'm really I think that's part of the work that we want to do too, is like who gets to have these opportunities to be seen as really good in technology, because I didn't get, I didn't think anything of being a technology coach, much, much less like get to teach computer programming one day to kids. Like I didn't think I was really good at math, you know, but I never really had opportunities like that. I didn't, I wasn't seen in that way. And so we want to, again, asset-based lens, lifting students up and teachers so that they can really think about who's in front of them and how are they getting to show off their strengths so that they can be their their full and whole selves for sure as they come to the classrooms mm -hmm. Ooh. yeah that's powerful especially when you don't if you have never experienced that like how do you know that you're good at something when what you see in your daily day is not that Mm -hmm. and, and yeah it it brings all kinds of uh I think that could be even like a conversation for a whole new uh podcast but yep. it, it, 
podcast <laughs> later to come we are yeah. the doctor people that we will once be but <laughs> but i have to tell you one is i'm so glad that you decided to join us as our first committee member to join us on our podcast and you know i am so excited that you are part of our committee and part of our like i like to call it the think tank is you know helping us you know, pull out our representation and be bold with that and not, it's easy to hide behind that and go, well, that's not the way it's always been done. I'm di like, it's different. I might be different. That's, I, I should, like you said, I should perform and be a certain way because that's how dissertations are. And it's nice that you celebrate with us of be you, bring you to the table. You know, even though we weave together, we're still like we're still two different people. I know it's hard to believe, but we are two different people. But um, but you know, I just wanted to say thank you for one being our on our committee and two um, coming on our podcast and joining us. Um, and uh, you know, we appreciate you taking the time and Absolutely. talking through. I yeah. I am excited. Thank you for um, allowing me to be part of this. And I just you know you have a lot of um, um, interesting steps that, um, you know, ahead of you. And I, I'm just, I, I'm publicly going to uh, say that I'm just very proud of kind of where you are now and kind of where you're going. And, and more importantly, you're being very thoughtful about this, you're, 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 you're getting all that knowledge and all that technical stuff that we learn through this process. And I think that people need to recognize that it is a process mm -hmm. and that it's gonna take time. You, you cannot just write a dissertation overnight. It, this, it takes time. And I'm just really proud of kind of where you guys are um, and, and you will continue to grow. And I just cannot you know, be more excited for you guys in the future. And um, also I would love to see uh, your your final product and kind of how that's going to help shape um, education here in North Carolina through your work. So we have we have big things. Um, we're, we're, we're doing big things and we have even bigger things in the future. So I'm really proud of you guys. Thank you so much for saying that. We very much appreciate your time. Um, that's it for today's episode. On our next episode, we are going to talk with our dissertation chair, Dr. Patrick O'Shea, and then we'll have two more committee mem members uh, later this fall. So we're looking forward to um, meeting with those folks and appreciate you all listening. So thanks so much.